forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast is for family only. If you ain't family, stop listening. But guess what? You're all family. So grab the nearest helicopter that's as big as you and hold on tight, cookie puss. It's Fast and Furious Supercharged on podcast The Ride or Die. Twenty twenty one, baby, podcast the ride. The only theme park podcast where we live our lives a quarter mile at a time. And for those ninety minutes to say three, three and a half hours, we're free. I'm Jason Sheridan. Uh, Scott Gardner here. Yeah, Scott Gardner's here, and I'm so happy because my my demand for the first episode and for this topic was that Jason kick it off because I knew Mike and I would only be pretenders. I knew we wouldn't do it right. And Jason, you did it right. You did it right, bud. You did. Thank you so much. Mike Carlson also here. I am here, yes. And I want to say, Jason, you're not my friend. You're my family. Family. Well, Salute, I mean, both familia. you and Scott are not friends. You're family. Well, we don't have friends. We have family. That's right. That's how it goes. So here we are, 2021. New year. New, New season year. of Podcast the Ride? What do we do? Are we in seasons? Do we do seasons? I don't think we do. I think it's just one big mass. Yeah. So we, Never okay, ends. not new season. New year, new fun, new thrills. Still at home individually for now. Uh, yes, that part has not changed. Doesn't mean we're not family, though. Um, right. You know, hey, with this, this holiday season, families had to come together on Zoom, and we're going to be doing it for, uh, you know, till november when the fuck is this over <laughs> foreseeable future every article has a wildly different timeline <laughs> and answer for you we just better so, not yeah, be saying all right baby 2022 we're back still zoom but uh you know it's really gonna work <laughs> we're really thin like the they're vaccinating 150 people now a week in Los Angeles, and we think they're going to get it up to 175. So we're going to be on the list, hopefully at the end of 2022. <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Um, but we, you know, who knows? Who knows? We're all going to have to get jobs as doctors just to uh, get on the list. <laughs> yes. Okay. I yeah. don't want to really derail the whole episode by this, but I have wondered, and I've thrown it out to you guys, or throw floated the idea of: Is there a, an opportunity for me to use my checking abilities? to get the vaccine early i don't know that there is yet but i've seen different people go like hey we wandered into that cvs and we just got a vaccine because they were running like the fridge was gonna it was gonna go bad in the fridge essentially so they were just like they saw five people and they go hey you want these vaccines because we're gonna we gotta get them now before they go bad and people got them so i was like is there a way i can get on in the same way that i'm on like ps5 sales tracker that knows when a PS5 goes on sale, is there a vaccine tracker Twitter account that I that will send me alerts and that'll say, oh, you know, the CVS in Palmdale has 12 vaccines. You should head up there. That's a good idea because in Washington, D.C., a bunch of the giant supermarkets, uh, the giant brand supermarkets are like, uh, hey, if we have uh, extras at the end of the day, 
first come first <laughs> right. serve for vaccines uh-huh and look i'm sure i said this other story you always wait around you know i was in line to get free rolling stones tickets when they played the echoplex which is a tiny place and i left the line early and i found out later they were just handing them out to people on the street because there weren't enough people in line and i learned a valuable lesson that day you always just hang around this lesson might save so, your yeah. life now yes a very valuable just, lesson um, so, well, it depends. I, we don't know what's going to happen past these, you know, the, the sort of the most important groups to get vaccinated. And if, if beyond this initial point, they start doing it via boarding groups, then <laughs> you might be, uh, you, you, I don't know, you, you might, you might be in luck and I'd like to be in your boarding group if possible. All right. Well, yeah. yes. If, if it's boarding groups, hope if it's like, yes, exactly like Galaxy's Edge or getting on Rise of the Resistance, it'll be groups of eight, I think, mm -hmm. is the max. Yeah, um, and look, so, we've all yeah, got well, each other's passes. We've all got each other's annual passes in the useless Disneyland app. We can all help check. We can get off Wi-Fi, use data, because that's going to be more reliable. You know, we're all on the same healthcare and the same yeah. healthcare app, and it's we're, all very easy to use and very not confusing. <laughs> same dog shit covered California plans. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm on some sort of dog shit California plan, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so I will pledge if there is a checking element to the vaccinations, I will help us all get them. But I don't know that there are, there will be. Yeah, yeah. But that's so. that's certainly your best hope. It's all of our best hope. Uh, uh, yeah, we we hope mm -hmm. checking is possible. Um, yeah, we'll 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 see where this goes. But you know. Um, it, it, a tough year last year, obviously. Hopefully, this this year ends up a little uh, a little brighter. Um, you know, and I think family has helped us get through it. I think, and and that includes sure. you, the podcast, the ride family. You're not just part of our crew; you're part of our family. Now, of course, family, you know, still uh, bickers sometimes. You don't always get along, and that's uh, but you know that's sort of what being part of a, a family is all about. And with that. Um, there's, there's a new format that we're going to introduce for 2021, a new type of episode, and this requires you, the podcast, The Ride Family, uh, and the, uh, well, I don't know, you know, Mike, this is your idea. Do you want to, uh, do you want to introduce us to this, this new episode format? Um, I'm just going to say the one word that will be the, I think the title of the episode, and I think you'll know what we're, we're getting at here, uh, gripes. Gripes. Because from yeah. time to gripes, from time to time on social media, I will see, oh, so and so didn't like this writer. They had a bad opinion. Jason didn't like uh hmm. I'm just trying to say I'm not Yeah, I'm a pretty a easy treat. mark. Uh, yeah, Jason so. likes every Jason likes everything except for the frozen ride in Epcot for some weird reason. He, okay, wait. He doesn't like the frozen ride and he didn't like the first Infinity Avengers Infinity War. He likes every other Marvel movie, but he doesn't like Infinity War because it made kids too sad, he said. I didn't. I also did not like the West Coast Customs uh, roller coaster <laughs> at uh, Six Flags what? Magic Mountain. Insane! The, uh, uh, yet another roller coaster trying to kill me. So there's three things Jason doesn't like. He didn't like anyway. walking through the mostly abandoned Margaritaville uh, complex. That was one. No, four. four I, I did four. Yeah. We've got four. <laughs> Can we get five? Can we think of a fifth thing Jason doesn't like? I mean, I've had some bad treats at theme parks. There's definitely been some bad, like, stiff brownies, some stale brownies and stuff. <laughs> hmm. Stiff brownies? Stiff brownies. Wet quesadillas at Margaritaville, you know, mm, soaking wet quesadillas. But is it on purpose wet, or is it 
Because like sometimes you get a wet burrito and it's very good. But if it's a wet quesadilla and you didn't order that and it's just like wet. With There's water. no wet quesadilla makes no sense. It's too wet flat. Quesadilla. There wouldn't be anything left. That's not you wouldn't purposefully order a burrito. You got a lot of the substance. All right. That's fair. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I'd, well, I'll put that on my own list, too. I don't like wet quesadillas either. <laughs> OK, fine. Wet quesadillas. Yeah. OK. If it's accidentally wet, if somebody's made some sort of an innovation in quesadilla making and they figured out a way to make a wet quesadilla, I'm interested. But yes, if it's just wet, I'm that's on my list as well. I also don't care for a stiff brownie. I'm no. anti-stiff brownie. I like I yeah. like a nice soft chewy brownie, not stiff. Yeah, I mean, I like the corners. I like the burnt corn. Uh, I'll do that, but like, sure. certainly, um, you know what I mean. So, what's so, the what are we? So, what's gross? So what we're getting at here is that you know, say Jason was a listener of the podcast and he heard me say, you know what, I love eating a good stiff brownie. I like it when it's stale. I like it when it's hard. I want it to feel like it's some sort of a like a, a paperweight in my mouth. I like that. He would say, okay, I have a gripe with you, Mike. And then he'll, there'll be a, you'll see it, we'll put it online, and you would write into an anonymous prompt. Jason uh, Sheridan would say, he's, oh, but he's anonymous, I'm getting confused. He would say, Mike, I don't like when you praise stiff brownies. And then I will see that, and then we will respond to these gripes on an episode. Yes. To talk to, like, talk it through, maybe either we'll get defensive or we'll say, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I've been too hard on stiff brownies, and I should reconsider them. So we're we're hoping this opens up an interesting dialogue. We can chat about the different things, and and we also get to see maybe there's one thing that I always say I don't like or like that everyone in the audience thinks I'm wrong about. So we'll see, sort of take the temperature of the audience to see exactly if we're who if we're all in line together, or maybe one of us has a really radical opinion. Has there been some take that is n- not a hot take in a good way? That's a that's a, a wrong take, a cold take. Uh, right. Is there some, you know, is is there a piece of information that we got wrong, and you know that we we got it wrong? We heard yes. a little of this recently. We're talking about we were talking about Dollywood and saying how it's hard, so hard to get to, and isn't it in a dry county? And somebody was like, "Enough is enough, guys. You are wrong about all this." Some things like that are helpful. It's nice to be right. be corrected. It's a little bit of a correction segment, I think, possibly too. But if it's just, you know, yeah, there's something that we say over and over we disagree with, or you, you want us to reconsider. Um, one thing is, did, did we do an entire park or a ride and we left out some aspect or something that matters to you, and we skipped over it brazenly, and you want us to put a spotlight on it? That's a gripe. Uh, um, right. We talked. I talked about like doing like a this, like lost and found idea on the Patreon, and we haven't done that. Maybe that this is the way to do it. You do it under gripes. Do we lose right. something in the past with a topic? Uh, it's time for us to find it, and uh, and we can do it via your gripes. Right. You, we can yeah. do a lot via your gripes. Mm-hmm. Is I think what we're realizing, especially even now. Um, now keep the gripes. Don't uh, let's not make them maybe personal attacks, but I mean maybe. If your gripe is like, look, Mike, you've had the same haircut for like seven years. I think you would look good with a crew cut or something. As long as you spin it at that in a positive way, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah, keep it clean. You know? Keep it nice. Although I got a gripe. If one more person sends us that Pixar name the podcast thing, the guy with glasses in that meme looks like shit. Uh, so uh, no, if I got that one more time, I'm throwing this MacBook out the window. No one in that is like us. I don't understand... I don't understand the meme. I get that there's like three dudes 
and like white dudes who do <laughs> podcast but like but then within that how is that us uh, uh i don't know well like is it's al al's from al's toy barn from toy story 2 is in in there there is not an al like among shit. us that's not that's not right yeah, Jason, if, J- if Jason, you're obviously responding because you, th- you believe people are calling you Al. I don't think you're Al. I, I, Thank I, I know, you. I don't think you're Al at all. I mean, Al, if anyone's like Al, it's me. I have all these goddamn toys behind me. And you don't, um, and you f- sometimes forget the lesson that toys are to be played with and not stored uh, forever. Although you do take them out of the box. You don't leave them. At, you, you, you don't align with Stinky Pete's um, philosophy. I do not know Stinky Pete's philosophy. Uh, well, there was one time when I was moving some stuff around, and Lindsay walked in and she goes, "You like touching the toys, don't you?" And I went, "I do, yes." <laughs> and Gotta I let like, him breathe. Touching, I wasn't touching like Donatello's penis or anything. I was just like holding them and placing them and putting them around. That's what she meant. I wasn't like caressing his turtle cheek or something. It's one of those where you give us the fodder along with the statement. You're, as yes, with I the foot as stuff, I was saying it, I was like, "Oh, this is a fun little anecdote I'll tell." And then I was like, "Oh, now I'm opening up myself to like the fact that I'm like molesting my toys as I as I Mike, play with them." Mike likes touching the toys. He that. likes taking his socks off in the log, in the in the <laughs> stiff brownie log, in the, <laughs> the stiff brownie log. You know, I think we've at least maybe we're like it's. I'm already feeling good about this episode. We've we've started a couple new things this year. Is that I. Like I'm sexual with my toys, mm-hmm. like and that Jason the hates toys. stiff brownies. So yeah. we've got some new new things to play with in this coming and, upcoming year. And I'm looking for it because I'm just going to make a soundboard of my voice that just plays the the words "okay" or "not looking for notes," <laughs> and I'll just I'll jump back and forth between those two. That's it. <laughs> no further response on these grapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, if I can figure out how to clip um, that uh, pop song from a few years ago where the chorus is just, I don't care. I love, I it. love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care uh, so about your resistant. <laughs> Maybe. I, Jason's the least yeah. resistant to gripes. He doesn't want to uh, hear Mike. the gripe. So this will be funnier, actually. You know what? I take it back. Be as rude as you want to Jason. But be <laughs> okay, well, look, just because we haven't gotten a chance to see our families or take a general meeting in a while and we're just craving criticism doesn't mean you have to be mean. Uh, <laughs> All right, don't be mean to Jason. But, That's the, yeah. We're still good boys. These are gripes, but we're still good boys. So be nice. But if there's been some burning opinion, if you've had it for you, we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now. And if, if there's something mm-hmm. from episode two that made you mad uh, or just want to correct us on, set us straight. There's a lot of things that gripes could be. Uh, uh, so we've set up a, a Google form uh, um, that asks you if you have any gripes and you can uh, put the gripes anonymously. It's, it's really like a, a little a comment box, a suggestion box. Uh, we'll put that in the link to this episode, and we'll also tweet it out. You'll, you'll, uh, we'll make sure that you, you find the gripes page. Um, and yeah, as we said, it's anonymous. If you want to put your name, uh, uh, feel free. If you want us to associate you with this gripe, but if you just, you know, if, if you want uh, anonymity uh, in, a, in a voting way, then, then feel free. Um, this also is not a requirement, but I was going to throw this in as something that I'll, I think that it would make us, for me, it would skip a gripe to the, the front of the line, uh, just because I would enjoy it. Uh, um, you know, like with Jeopardy uh, answering in the form of a question, I think it would be nice if the gripes started with the phrase, yeah, I got a gripe, all right. 
<laughs> so if you start your gripe with that, yeah, I got a gripe, all right. Scott, your you're Rex is overrated, whatever it is. Uh, um, I just, I, I think that, I think that's, that's a nice uh, piece of the flow and I'd enjoy reading that. So, uh, that but up to good, you. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah. If your gripe is that you hate I, that and you don't want to, don't dictate some phrase to me, then that's a fair gripe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, to use that, I mean, I think that, yeah, as long as we can do a little voice, we're always going to be a little happier to do anything. As you, if you listen to the show, you know, anytime we can do a voice. We all like to do it ad nauseum. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, give us the chance to do a little, a little voice, and it'll cushion the blow of the gripe that is, is coming. So podcasts are at gripes, and we'll, yeah, we'll collect those and then do, and put them up uh, probably as a Patreon episode, uh, uh, I don't know, at some point uh, next month or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll brace for gripes. Bracing for gripes. And speaking of gripes... Fast and Furious Supercharged. <laughs> oh, man. Better way to... The ultimate gripe. <laughs> the ultimate gripe. We were, uh, we... Although, I gotta say, I watched one of those YouTube channels that, like, uh, you know, does stuff about theme park history and all, and one of them was laying it on a little thick about this I thought ride. the same thing, yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't even know which one, so I won't call them out, but... Yeah, but, yeah. I don't have a call out, but... I know, yeah, calm know. down. But, you know, it fit the... But we were trying to think how to start the year, and we were saying, well, like, a bigger one, but, of course, bigger ones, you know, we're trying to do this dance where there's so many bigger attractions that we would love to do... In person, as we've now declared we're going to do with the Country Bear Jamboree or, you know, this live shows we'd like to do. What's a big attraction that we can let live in the awful morass of the Zoom era? I say Fast and Furious Supercharge. Let's hit the nitrous and kick off this year right. That's how Uh, we roll. As as Don Omar Buster Rhymes, Reek the Villain, and Jay Doe once sang. Oh, yeah. Wow. The whole gang. Hell the yeah! Whole and this gang. is not—we're not putting the Fast and Furious franchise in this gripe category. I have not seen all. I full disclosure, I've not seen all of them. Mm-hmm. It is on my list to watch all of them this year. At a certain point, I know they're—they're they're very fun. They're insane, but we don't. The ride itself is going into the gripe column here, not yeah. The that's, that's important to clarify, I think, because yeah, you don't want to be like the cultural snob who's oh, these films that are yeah. I think oh, they're yeah. they're fun. People like them. People have a blast going to them when when they open up. And I, it's just uh, what they ended up doing with it is yeah. I think caused I, a reckoning at Universal. I think it I think it impacted what they're going to do for the future. I think that's 100% yeah. right. And I, I, I rewatched the first one last night. I'm going to rewatch them all now because I've, I've watched them at like half on USA, half on like an airplane. And like they are very fun. And I would go so far as to say I read one like a review of them once of like these are kind of more fun Avengers movies. Like especially mm. when they get to five, six, seven and they get to the spy stuff and all. Like it's like, yeah, these are really fun. Like, I don't, the mm-hmm. early ones are fun in their own way. The middle ones are fun in their own way. I, it's just wild. And then they've retconned stuff. Like, mm-hmm. the watching order of the movies is technically one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight, because they retconned the order that they go in. Uh, the character Han is technically the same character um, 
from Better Luck Tomorrow that that actor plays and Justin Lin directed. It's wow. so wild, the wow. mythology of these movies. Mm-hmm. Where does Hobbs and Shaw fall into the chronology? Hobbs and Shaw, I think, happens directly either between seven and eight or right after eight. Oh, characters mm-hmm. come back from the dead. Like, ca- comic mm-hmm. book logic applies, which is awesome. Like, it's so fun. Which sort of happens in the ride a little. Not dead, but there's a, you know, like, well, I mean, we'll get to it. But there's, it doesn't really fall on the timeline of the movies super well. Or they have to nudge yeah. some stuff. Right. Um, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, we've just set that aside. The movies are good. Uh, yeah, and you know, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> absolutely, and, and so so the idea of there there being attractions of these of these films makes a lot of sense for something that we're doing uh, for a topic that we're doing in the near future. I was trying to figure out like what are the, some of the biggest properties that don't have an affiliated theme park attraction. And, and in looking at what are just like the, the highest grossing film, I just haven't looked in a while. What are the highest grossing films? And especially when you, when you look at a list and like, all right, how many franchises, uh, you know, uh, take over seven, eight slots in that list? And Fast and Furious is way up there. It just like makes so much sense on paper for them to do something, for them to exploit this in the theme parks somehow. Uh, and when the first that it came up, one of those theme park review videos reminded me that Fast and Furious came up as a rumor when they took out the Back to the Future ride, that they said, like, this space is going to be used maybe for Simpsons or maybe for Fast and Furious, um, mm. which I think people were maybe happier with Simpsons because, you know, probably if you're a big Back to the Future fan, you also like the Simpsons. Uh, um, Fast and Furious is maybe less guaranteed that you... Well, uh, um, and yeah. around that time, Fast and Furious was not the worldwide sensation that it became once they started just shoving people in there. Just oh, that's shoving true. In, like The Rock and right. John Cena, like Statham, and yeah, Statham. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it would have been weirder at the time. It would have felt more akin to let's just make everything about Brendan Fraser mummy for a while. Like, like is this really gonna? <laughs> I mean, those are good rides, obviously, but uh, uh, um, but right. you know, I've I've made the complaint that. Uh, there was a what, time at Universal Hollywood where there were like three things based on that mummy, and like that seems like a lot. Um, so it, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed weirder at the time. Now, of course, it makes sense to do an attraction, but yeah, as we've said before, I, I think we've said this before. Um, if you're gonna do a ride based on the movies about fast cars, would it not make <laughs> sense to make it a ride involving fast cars? Hmm. <laughs> Speed, literal, spe- actual speed. Literal yeah. speed. Yeah, but when, they, when one of the movies has the word drift in the title, you want to give us the opportunity to do a drift instead of, like, sit between two IMAX screens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think, like, my, my first thought would be, like, oh, could they do some crazy, like, test track Fast and the Furious ride? Yeah. Yeah. And they obviously they could do that. But, like, Cars Land, the Radiator Springs Racer should be... Uh, Fast and Furious ride. That should be the scope of a Fast and Furious ride. Yeah. Little dark ride. You see all your friends. You see Dom, you, and then you have a fun, crazy race at the end. Yeah, absolutely. But, That's the plus up, right? That you just fixed it immediately. <laughs> right. But, it takes up a lot more room, but it's with, more with the amount of money the Fast and Furious movies have made, I don't think that that's crazy to devote that much space to the franchise. No. Well, and here's here's the situation i think because this was sort of shoehorned into if you don't know the full 
scope of of the of supercharged it exists as well you know i'll just read off of the wikipedia because i thought this was phrased uh, uh accidentally brilliantly Fast and Furious Supercharged is an attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood, Universal Studios Florida, and was canceled at Universal Studios Beijing. (laughs) (laughs) After the response to Florida, it became a defunct attraction before it was ever an existing attraction. Um, So, uh, it is one of those, in the long tradition of Universal rides, that is a freestanding ride in Florida, but started as a, a stop on the tram tour. Uh, and in fact, for a while, has been the, as they put it, grand finale of the tram tour, uh, which was sort of missing, like, the big kick at the end. Th- this replaced the literal space where uh, they, they had the, mu- the mummy tunnel, and one of the many mummy things they had. Uh, you, you sat in a weird tube that twisted you around, and that was the end of the tour. So the desire to kind of go out with a bang on the tram tour makes a lot of sense. And this thing was clearly based on the initial good response to the King Kong uh, uh, screen attraction that's kind of midway through the, the tram tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that brings up a couple good points, Scott. Uh, one, why does this one get so much more flack than the Kong, uh, Reign of Kong at Islands of Adventure? Oh. Is it just because Kong is more endearing to us and there's a big animatronic at the end and there's a lot of fake rock work? Animatronic helps a lot. Yeah, and that yeah. you actually yeah. like go somewhere, yes. that little out that little outdoor path is uh does a lot for you, even though it's very short. It feels like they did more to make this its own fleshed out attraction, to make Kong its own fleshed out attraction than they did Fast and Furious. Where they just it felt like they just kind of uh copy pasted the tram uh show except with like a weird ghostbusters-esque room with a a, a refillable uh hourly employee talking at you before you get on the ride (laughs) yeah it doesn't it feels really this should maybe be a lesson and i'm not to imagineers people i'm sure there was much cooler ideas for it but like management when it comes to just a little bit goes a long way in regards to, to to kong versus fast and furious in florida Cause it's like it's just the difference is a giant monkey head, and then maybe like an extra scene, like and there's an extra scene I think on it from the one from the tram tour version. And yes, the exterior is like pretty cool. Is there? There's it's extra like uh, there's extra video. It's extra right. So yes, so just a little bit more goes a long way. And then yeah, Kong does not get the shit that Fast and the Furious gets. Well, that's what, um, what I was yeah. starting to say there was that um you know. I, I definitely did this on the tram and was like a little underwhelmed, but I certainly wasn't mad at it. Uh, and I think it existing within the tram lets you cut some slack. But when you install this as its own big new freestanding attraction years later in Florida, I think the expectation goes up. And I think a lot of people were like, but it's not just going to be the tram thing, right? I think I even thought, is it elements of that? But then it's its own ride system that is more like Radiator Springs or something. and. Nope, nope. Yeah. Party buses. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think we all assume, though, there's no way they're just going to plug it in. Because, yeah, the tram tour is good. Like, it's good. It's fun. Oh, it's like we're kind of watching a movie. And, like, there's a, there's a fun couple parts. There's a lot of, like, universal tropes of screens, like, where something hooks to you. And there's, like, stuff like that. But, oh, it's fine. But there's no way they're going to just port this thing over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, money, 
<laughs> I guess money at the time. I guess so. Uh, um, and the desire to just if they can get it in quicker, I guess if it's just uh, if it's just the screen it's version. Just the same thing, yeah. So um, well, well, and again, Scott, you brought up that these are like the last two of these movies grossed over one billion dollars each. Jeez. So like, yeah, get them in the parks. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of get that. Uh, but what an execution i mean <laughs> i remember doing the the hollywood one for the first time and i was like okay yeah that kind of makes sense but yeah that to do this the same thing in florida exactly years later is so funny really strange yeah. can, can we i mean can we cliff notes and i and i, I ask you guys this because i don't think i can can we cliff notes what it is i think our listeners know for yeah. the most part but can we like how do you quickly explain what this is without getting into like uh okay so then uh toretto and uh, like uh letty comes in like well and uh fbi hey everybody tim heidecker here with huge news office hours live recorded another episode live it was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Uh, okay, well, uh, I guess we'll start, let's start with the Hollywood one, um, because the Hollywood one is, has the element of, like, the tram tour that it's got to deal with as well, um, and, and this was not the first Fast and the Furious thing on the tram tour either. When this opened, they closed the Fast and the Furious Extreme Close-Up, where they used, uh, two car shells on KUKA arms and they launched them at you, and then the cars to danced to Gasolina. I was thinking about this. Don't we all love that much more than the ride? I, uh. I do think it's cute. I, I have a, Scott won't Scott, go that did far. You have to, did you have to see it a lot? Did yes, you a lot? and that yeah. was the... I'm sh forgive me, I'm sure I'm, I'm repeating things, but, but I, uh, this, that debuted the summer that I started as a tour guide, and I remember when they getting the i'm in the training program cool and i just get to go on the tram and this is my job and i was so excited and get to you know i did the to do king kong first and like i just love being there no matter what and then you start going up the hill and then like wait what is this thing and it i just remember feeling so deflated the first time and then thinking <laughs> i have to do this many times a day and it's, you know, if I was in a good mood on those things, I'd, I would have a blast with it no matter what. But if I was just not feeling the tram that day, I, the part where I really died was like, uh, and that's why we're going to talk about picture cars. And then, you, <laughs> and then you pass by a bunch of like mediocres or like a little rascal's go-kart. And, and then you go into this weird little corral and then two, uh, there's a lot of like, just sound effects without anything corresponding like okay bullets and then you hear bullet sounds and then mm -hmm. cars sort of g fly at you slowly and the two the two lines that just crushed my spirit every single time uh and okay give it a how about a hand for our picture cars carnage and karma take a bow boys and then they would do a little boop which is like now i'm fond of now that it's gone i'm 
a little more fond of it. I I could see how that would grate on you, but as somebody who would get to you know see the tour once a year, twice a year, maybe. Uh, so yeah, basically, if in case you don't know what we're talking about on the tram tour, the cars would sort of do like a trick for you, basically like they were peeling out and and like gonna drive at you, and then there was like an explode with explosion. They, they flew right? out yeah. of an explosion, and okay. then like st- you know, as if uh, flying right at, as if you're the POV of the camera, and then it stopped. They stop right at the right. point where they would hit the tram. Right, and then that's when you would say those lines. If you could, yeah. by, by the way, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, uh, uh, Scott, but if you could just. Give us your, you're feeling really good. You're feeling optimistic from the tram tour. Give us the best line reading you could of that moment, the take a bow boys moment. Okay, if you wouldn't mind, see, if you'd uh, indulge us. All right. How about a hand for carnage and karma? Hey, take a bow boys. Uh, and then what was the line? It was it's like, like, uh, you got anything else to show us? Oh yeah. It like- was, it was, uh, 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 Hey, got any other moves? And yes. then, and then I got so lean, and then they just kind of like spun around, yeah. a little bit. So the, kook, the kook arms are the things they have the Harry Potter uh, Forbidden Journey ride on that's like can move all around. So they would just on these two arms, the cars would just kind of like dance, but not yeah. really because they can't Slightly really dance, turn and spin a little. And you could see their undercarriage and that there's nothing in it; that they're just facades of cars. It's a lot of really yeah. unflattering. You're getting like upskirts of the cars, <laughs> um, unflattering angles. Unflattering. Um, uh, do we think that Luigi's dance at uh, Cars Land uh, was a reaction to this dancing <laughs> cars? <laughs> a response. Tour. Luigi's whatever it's called, something of the dance. Oh, yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah. The issue. Well, the issue is that there weren't enough. Like just two people dancing. It looked, you know, if you're if you're having a wedding or an, a. Some event, and there's only two people on the dance floor. It's a little, a little pathetic. But you right. get a ton out there, a ton of little coops, and now, yeah. now things are really happening. Um, the the second one, the line that really destroyed the spirits was it finishes, and then you say, "Take that, Dancing with the Stars." <laughs> take right, I don't it. care. I don't care for that line. No, yeah. is, take it. Okay, the show in general. Like, and who from the show is on the the tram? Who's supposed to be offended? And what? why? Because they dance too? Could I say that if I danced a little and then say, and then I say, take that, Dancing with the Stars? Hmm. I mean, we're, we're going to, whenever we do a full episode on this tram tour, we'll break it all down. But it yeah. is, it is confusing because you, uh, you should say like, oh, these two should be on Dancing with the Stars. Like that should be like the line way better. That. There may have even been. A, was it an alter? Did it just occur to me that that you you make it something about like like boy? Yo, know, I got another name for that. Dancing with the Cars. Oh my, that's even better. Yeah, no, perfect. Better. It, it's I I don't obviously I did that job and I loved it. So it, my my problem was never with the corniness of it because there's like classic corniness. There's the corniness of King Kong's banana breath, and the shark was his lawyer. If it's like caked in corniness, I kind of liked it. But then t- dancing with the stars, what? I um, take that. Take that. I was going to try to clip Gasolina to play under the intro to the show, but it's just, well, it's very, it's hard to I compete with because it's song. so infectious. <laughs> Look, Jay said, I, I don't want to, this is going to make the audience sad, and I wasn't even going to say anything, but. I had an idea to put to bring the soundboard back to this episode, but I'm having a problem with the operating system working with the program that I was using. 
So there will not be any gasolina played intermittently on this podcast today. I'm not saying, though, it's out of bounds for future episodes. Now I will promise there will be an episode in 2021 where all of a sudden gasolina will just start playing while we're talking <laughs> here and there. We least suspect it. When you least Scott, suspect that it. was your first summer working the tour, and that was right around I first started going regularly. Uh-huh. And I was out here doing internships. I was living close by, so I bought a pay. I bought an annual pass, mm-hmm. well, and I went summer. a lot. I was very cool in college, and uh, so yeah, I probably saw abroad, that right, right. thing a lot and saw you yeah. a lot. You may have. That's a weird <laughs> thing. Have. The possibility that you took a uh, a tram and and it was my a tram tram tour and then walked and got Taco Tuesday at Rubio's up at City Walk. <laughs> long fallen, long gone, fallen brother. Boy, those are the days, huh? Yeah. Boy, oh, back when you had nothing... somebody trustworthy in office, like Bush. <laughs> George W. Bush. <laughs> there was nothing quite like driving a golf cart up to City Walk and trying to get six people's orders of $1 taco combos with six things of Coke. <laughs> and then oh, driving God. down the hill at an 80 degree angle. Oh, yeah. It's so steep, <laughs> steep, narrow roads. And like yeah. a deer could dart out in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> you're in a fast wow. and furious situation. Um, uh, I I just Luigi's Rollicking Ro- Roadsters is the name of that ride. I was I was gonna call it Luigi's Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> is that something else? Is that like a short or something? Why do I have that in my head? I mean, mm. I know what Lord of the Dance is. Yeah. Um, not sure. You think that's? Yeah, no, it's not. A th- I just put that in. Okay, that's not. That's not a thing. Should be though. I yeah. feel like that's a joke Mater makes for the parents. It's some in something, you know. Maybe, yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll get to the we'll get to the rollicking roadsters eventually. That sounds well. Like, yeah, we'll get to that anyway. Back to supercharged, which is by the way the name of both the Hollywood experience and the Florida experience, despite some differences. Mm-hmm. At the Hollywood part, as we've said, it's part of the studio tour, and it kind of starts with the guide. Uh, driving by ending Wisteria Lane, and then they go some version of like, oh, weird, there's a 1970s Dodge uh, Charger. Uh, That shouldn't be there. Or like, that's suspicious. So um, thanks, Karen, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Car, stock car in a in a nice neighborhood, I guess that's all it takes for uh, someone to call in security at the Universal <laughs> lot. Um, but also, it's a movie studio lot. Yeah, there probably is a period perfect car that should be there. It's a movie studio lot. Yeah, why is that weird? And I don't know, maybe one of the desperate housewives is hanging out with some some young hotshot with a cool old car. I don't know what the desperate housewives do. Truly, What's I don't. Deal? I don't know what the show is and it's weird that it's still like a big before the grand finale see where the desperate housewives lived <laughs> they'll okay. be back soon enough they have to be Probably, back yeah, right? yeah. Uh, they have to be and they're more desperate they're young they're like it's a prequel and they're more desperate than when they were older uh, even okay let, uh, they've all moved off the street because only felicity huffman still lives on the street she agrees to do the reboot because she needs the money um <laughs> and then it's the next gen it's the next gen of housewives yes okay, they're great. passing the torch proving that anyone can be a desperate housewife anyone can anyone be can be a housewife. desperate housewife well, we remember at the end of the of the uh, the series, there was a little girl with a broom, broom house, <laughs> sweeping up, <laughs> and she was sort of looking off into the distance and realizing that she could be mm-hmm. a desperate housewife. 
Should we add the addendum to the gripes that we will probably not respond to the gripes if they're about new Star Wars? Oh, yeah. We're not talking about new Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not yeah. falling into it. Oh, it's a trap. Man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought Star it was Wars. very cool during the seven and a half hour Disney investor call where they thoughtfully announced the, uh, you know, a, a young Muslim woman superhero, the very diverse cast. And then uh, very close to that, Patty Jenkins shows up and goes, yeah, USA fighter pilots, number one. That wasn't tone deaf after the last century of U.S. foreign policy. That wasn't. Uh, and she was promoting a rogue squadron. Just say you played the video game in the 90s. What are you doing? What is this <laughs> Air Force buying to half the budget? for the movie we're not going to talk about this either on the gripes (laughs) episode all right we're not going to talk about any of that so we'll talk about galaxy's edge though oh yeah galaxy's edge is fair game yeah but we're not going to talk about um how every uh, other live action disney movie has to have like an air force approved like person getting out of the cockpit (laughs) (laughs) they all have to be sort of partially funded by the cia yeah they all have to be okay Lady and the Tramp had a subplot about a CIA agent. <laughs> Brie Larson, happen. be very careful. That's one of the jets that if it rains, it explodes that we spent $40 million on. So be very careful with what you do. I don't know anything about this jet that explodes, but we don't have time for this. We don't have time. My okay. gripe is that we don't have time. We Hey, look, we're dealing with an attraction where the, where the FBI's got to roll in. Oh, <laughs> FBI <laughs> agent Novak shows up who i assume was a character from the movies and then is not is is some guy oh yeah i think he might be original to the ride oh okay oh so we have to maybe pay attention to this because it's if it's original ride ip fbi agent novak because the rocks character uh agent hobbs works for the u.s diplomatic service uh and that's different than the organization that mr nobody Kurt Russell's character works for in the later movies. Okay, so they're, they drive fast cars and they sometimes they steal things and they have parties and but then but then uh, uh, Hobbs the Rock is after them but then joins them. I'm I'm a little fuzzy. Oh, so the, here's the um, the the cliff notes. The first three movies are about underground street racing. The fourth movie where uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker came back shifted more to be about like heist stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of treads the line for the rest of them from like heist to then they get amnesty if they help Hobbs. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of become like secret agent heisters slash street Mm -hmm. racers. Which people like more like that. These are maybe this is where it's really uh, cooking the franchise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of lets them do anything like i mean vin diesel does like spider-man stuff with like old mustangs like it's crazy <laughs> yeah that's good i mean i i'm very excited to watch all of these finally yeah. this year um because it sounds like good nonsense this is this one sort of stems the most from uh is it fast five is it fast six it's the one it's the one from 2013 that's the one that they're sort of pulling from the most that mm. might be uh, is that Furious 7, the last Paul Walker one? Not sure. Is he it the is, first is, rock one that they're mainly addressing? Oh, that's five. Okay. And they're, they're enemies at that point. So, yeah, six or, around six or seven, they're allies. Okay. Um, 
Also, no gripes about the fact that we don't know these movies that well. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know. Sorry, the, very I think sorry. The, I think the one that this ride is referencing the most is the one that I saw in theaters, and I do not know one thing about it. I cannot tell you what. I enjoyed it. I looked up and smiled and clapped, but I don't I know it. any plot. I got it. It's six, because the villain in this ride is uh is the Shaw that Luke Evans plays, and the Shaw that uh, the brother that Jason Statham plays, who avenges his uh, brother, Luke Evans, is in seven. Okay. So yes, six, you're correct. Okay, okay, six, okay, got it. But so, um, um, yeah, keep taking us through Hollywood where there's a weird car, <laughs> and uh, yeah. so we gotta go investigate. So they called into security, and then that call gets overrided by the FBI, who tells you that there is an FBI witness uh, in the audience of the tram tour that uh, pissed off Shaw, and Shaw is coming to get. Because FBI witnesses deserve to enjoy the entertainment capital of Los Angeles as well. They get to enjoy Orlando recreation as well. Uh, The FBI gets overrided by Agent Hobbs of the U.S. Diplomatic Services. Uh, and he owns him. He calls him like uh, sweet cheeks. Does he call him Co- candy ass? Cookie puss. Cookie puss. Cookie puss. Which is mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of something. I kind of like cookie puss. Yes, <laughs> it's funny when the Rock insults people. Yeah, like that was that goes back to his wrestling uh, mm-hmm. career. It's funny he when he insults people. His whole career, people. yeah, insulting yeah. people. Yeah, that's fun. yeah. So he's doing a little bit of it here. He's doing a little bit of it here. So they're gonna hide you out in a garage. Uh, uh, Sullivan's Garage, which uh, I might be in one of the movies. In the first movie, it's just called Toretto's. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, they've had so many headquarters and locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are told by uh, Letty, Michelle Rodriguez's character, and Roman, Tyrese's character, that you're going to hide out in one of the very good single or two shots. Uh, shot on an iPhone used for the tramp tour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So we're halfway through the pre-show. So we're 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 pulling into the the giant custom-made right, right. building made for this right. experience, and uh, there's been a big race. Dom has, of course, won the race, and there's a party going on. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get um, that. Wait, where was the? Oh, wait. So we're at the end of... We're at a party celebrating a race. That's why yes. there's all those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we love the party people, don't we, folks? They seem very boy. natural. Boy, oh this boy. is my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> These non-union background actors? <laughs> well, just the effects of the people partying in like a little group. Yeah. And then it's like repeated... But I like the technology because it kind of makes it look, if you squint, it makes it look like there's actually humans kind of in the distance partying in a little group. Mike, I might have to call this a gripe because I, what <laughs> I wrote down is that this is maybe my least favorite theme park scene ever. The, <laughs> the club scene before? The dancing at the, yes. The, I what? called it the, the shoved in the center dance party. All these people, like, oddly crouched together and being very still. Let's dance, but not in such a way that our feet go anywhere, that we leave this. It's like they're they're in, like, an invisible cage. Like, they'll trip a wire if they go slightly to the left or the right. Huh. Um, and but then they get, as soon amazed? as you see it, what's that? You're not amazed by Mr. Pepper's ghost? <laughs> I mean, 
I sure. I guess I always like that, and I like the the hey. Uh, it's a it's one of those musion holograms. You know, a musion hologram. I kept seeing that on theme park review sites as if I knew what that was. Like, which is achieved via a musion hologram. I don't know what a musion is. That's a mm. weird word. I don't like the musion. word musion. It seems like something that would be wrong with your body. Like if some weird, if like I don't know, like. Uh, like parts of your genitals are fusing together that shouldn't be you're experiencing <laughs> genital musion do you know what is it genital musion <laughs> no no what is the musion like illusion I, it might be a company name i don't know oh, okay. as, a, as opposed to a style i don't hear musion hologram it's not the holograms owned by that that uh evil guy alky um <laughs> Dave. yeah uh musion I, the com- it's called Musion, it's a system, it's called Musion Eyeliner, confusingly, okay. so it sounds like a makeup, but it's not that, um, it's, hmm. uh, it, it is a, uh, Pepper's Ghost type thing, it's invented by a guy named Uwe Moss, M-A-A-S-S, um, and I'd, I'd have to look further into it, I guess it's been a long, around for a while, just a weird word, what does it, huh. what does it mean, what is Musion? And you just Googled it and it doesn't have a definition? Doesn't explain. No, it's just Musion holograms huh. are, it's not somebody's last name, I don't think. Uh, I don't know what, where this word comes from. Huh. Jason, do you, do you agree with me this is the best part or do you just, are you in the middle? Um, I, I kind of like, no, I like it a few minutes later. I think the best part. You mean when they show up and stuff? When everyone comes in, like, cause. I like that too. I, you know what I think it is? I'm really trying to analyze here what it is. Yeah. I like, okay, I like the effect a lot. I think the effect actually is pretty cool. I think it's reminding me of when I get to go like once or every other year to a douchey Vegas pool party or something. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, which I don't I, like. I like Vegas yeah. and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't I love know why you a do douchey these. Vegas pool party. Hmm. Loud, loud, like just the, the rattling your heart bass <laughs> loudness. Hmm. Uh, I love that. So maybe that's what this is. Maybe I'm starting to sort of feel like I'm at this big, uh, weird party. I think I, I like it in the movies. I like when they have the crazy parties in the movies, like when they go to uh, the unfortunately named uh, Race Wars in the first one, which oh, is God. street racing out of it. In the first, what? In the first movie, there's a big street racing event in like Coachella, Palm Springs area. Uh, and it's called Race Wars. I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke or just no one thought to like d- do another read pass on the racing script. wars. There, fixed there. Yeah, better. but yeah, but um, I like I like the parties in the movies, but in just them dancing in this, I feel like there's just so many conceits. I'm just a little tired from all the things. It's like okay, FBI witness Shaw's after them. Um, uh, the diplomat, the rock is here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the crew, the family is going to protect us. That, I, I, that we don't know until a second later. They, they yeah. said we would be safe in this garage. And then, uh, Tyrese comes in with a bunch of ladies. The FBI agent pulls a gun on him. You know, I don't want to, uh, just to say a little more about this dance party, okay. what I don't like about it, because I don't object to the, I don't like, I'll, a dance party is fine with me. I think that the problem is that, you know, if for anybody who deals with, with video or anything, the, the like dull issue of title safe, 
that you have to, in a frame, uh, put everything a little bit in the center so that in case the TV cuts something off, that it'll all be, you'll see everything. No, no words will get cut off in the, so you keep it in the title safe area. This is a title safe dance party. Everybody, you <laughs> enter a room and then there's like margins. It's like a, like a word document. There's margins in this dance party. And I understand they have to do that to pull the effect off. But it never, this would never bother me when you're looking at just Ray in Rise of the Resistance, because it's only one person, when you're trying to get 50 people into one room, and now you have to just like, and don't, do not shimmy to the left or the right whatsoever, or you'll get cut off. It's unfortunately the only part of the ride they made title safe, because depending on where you sit. You, you could miss, miss a significant portion yeah, of the action. Yeah. No, no joke. I didn't know until reviewing a, a YouTube channel that showed the right side of the ride and the left side of the ride. I didn't know if the rock was in the ride ride part. Because yeah, I'd well, never he seen kills it. some people. <laughs> some of the body count of the ride, Oh, probably. he does some of the murdering. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are expecting too much of this new technology of the... Um, Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin hologram. Steve Mnuchin's hologram company. <laughs> yeah. It did cost $600, too, and that's a great topical joke. Uh, <laughs> Steve Mnuchin produced uh, uh, Fist Fight, and he produced Mnuchin holograms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's right, right? He's the movie the producer. Gen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the next gen, I think, will be able to get as many dancers as possible in a warehouse. As many <laughs> ghost dancers. I think that's coming. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a little more blow. Just don't make it so obvious. Don't... Uh, right. I can, see, I can see the lines. I can see the margins. Anyway. Right. Uh, uh, yes, so... Um, they all are... You, you uh, land, and then they're all asked to leave as soon as you've seen them for the first time. <laughs> and then... Yes. Uh, and then Tyrese comes in, and then the mm -hmm. and then a an FBI agent who's like, you can I guess it sh I should have included in that he's not one of the leads of this film franchise because he doesn't really carry it as much as they do. Mm -hmm. um, I I'm remembering now that when you said they got dismissed, my memory is that we go through like like we see like here. Okay, I'm unlocking a memory now. Here, sorry to go back. But the first time I ever went on this, it broke down, I believe, five times in a row. <laughs> we oh. did not get to go. We did, it kept turning around and going back in. So I was in the dancing area stuck for a long, long time, <laughs> like, like minutes and minutes and minutes. And then we'd go in, the ride would break, and then we'd have to go out and turn around and try to do it again. <laughs> so I think I've sort of been like, I have a comfort with the part, the dancing part, and that's also why I think it lasts longer than what you just explained, that it was a quick thing and they're dismissed. The, okay. And maybe you like it in a Stockholm Syndrome way. Yes. You were trapped, so you had no choice but to start to like this odd hologram dance party. Yes, that's, uh, wow. I was with a friend of the show, Andrew Grissom, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How does he feel so about anyway. it? Uh, I haven't asked him recently. I think we both were like, okay. Hmm. Yep. Mm. All right. Mm. Yeah. Um. So Agent Novak, original theme park IV, I I P Agent Novak. Agent Novak. Um. He he pulls a gun on Tyrese. Tyrese says, "We don't work for you." And that's when a, an elevator is activated, 
and the big hero shot. Here comes Dominic Toretto and Letty on a big, like, Mack truck. And he says, we don't work for no one. Uh, now this I like that there's the moving physical set piece yes. and then the and then the holograms are on it. I will give it up to that. That is very cool. I I, I like this uh too. And uh I believe Egypt Novak says something about I'm the one holding the gun, and that's when the rock comes in and says, Yeah, but mine's a whole lot bigger because he has like a giant assault rifle. Mm-hmm. And uh I have been on this experience before and i've seen people cheer like when these characters show up yeah well he always gets one yeah just the idea of the rock gets applause i i'll say and i'll i'll after we go finish hollywood i will explain my experience as the only one who wrote it in orlando um uh people do like to see famous people in their rides playing the characters they know and love Hmm. so uh I do understand that part. I do understand people are like, yeah, it's the whole gang. The whole family is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what doesn't make sense is why the the rock comes in with a big gun. Uh, by the way, a lot of guns in that. This is the, maybe the mm-hmm. gunniest attraction in, of the 2010s. Like, there's holdovers of attractions full of guns where you, where you can't do anything about it. But, like, kind of weird that, in, especially in 2018, like, do a big gun show. It's like, there's probably the same amount on, like, Transformers, but since, like, the guns are in a robot's arm, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. read exactly like that. And it's like, yeah, so if a robot has a gun arm, it doesn't read as bad as yeah, actual yeah. firearms. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, But anyway, he, like... Yeah, his entrance is cool, and he gets applause and lifts a big thing and makes a cookie puss joke. But then everybody just kind of, like, files out of the room. Nobody <laughs> runs. It's just kind of like, all right, well, we're going to load up. Stroll, stroll, stroll. Like, it's like everybody taking a lunch break. Okay, yeah, because I- you need to establish another premise that you have to turn off your phones, you can't take pictures, because then Shaw can track your location, and he'll he'll show up and kill everyone and it it should be noted no one fires a gun these characters don't fire guns shaw has a flamethrower i guess a helicopter has a gun but it's mm. sort of like in batman we're like well batman's not pulling mm. out a handgun but the batmobile has a gun sure. <laughs> and, um, there's, a, there's a giant gun that just giant rips through people gatling gun uh so yeah it it it, there's the conceit that they can track you, and then of course Tyrese takes a phone call, and it's like, and and then Vin Diesel very casually, Vin Diesel or Michelle Rod, what someone goes, well, Shaw knows where you where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> nobody kind of tosses it off. The stakes are nobody's concerned. Just nap. Yeah, all right. It feels like this attraction should have been a show, and it should have been just like stopped here, had all your favorites. And they just do a little show for you, and you drive out. Mm. We don't need the action adventure part. We just like hanging out with our friends for a little while here. You know? Yeah, like I motor like this part. Um, <laughs> I like. Yes. I like this part a little more, maybe than the like. Despite my problems with the the title safe dance party, it I like. The, all right, well, this will. Th- so this is kind of fun, and they're all a little funny. And so the finale of this is going to blow me away. But then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go in, and if if it's my experience, 
half the time it works half the time all of a sudden it's just like the screens are white you wheel into like a room with just white screens on the side and then you <laughs> drive right out uh but yeah if it's working if it's working you're transported to a parking garage underground baby mm-hmm. uh that is jurassic parking it has the you can see the t-rex on it you're in a well, universal that I like. parking garage. That's very funny. I did not ever catch yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't catch that either. That's yeah, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now I like it more. Um, and, and immediately, so my, I remember my reaction is immediately when we're on this and I was like, oh, it's exactly, it's just Kong again, and uh, which is a worse version of Transformers. I remember like my initial feeling of like kind of disappointment because I was hoping they had used some like crazy new technology. I knew it wasn't going to be a crazy roller coaster or anything, but... I just remember being like, oh, okay, all right, all right, got it. Which, if you haven't exactly done any of this, you're sort of sandwiched between two giant screens uh, that are very tall that feel oddly close to the... Tra- it's an interesting effect, but it's, it's, it's tough because it is just obstructed. It's just, it's just a really obstructed view uh, uh, which like works a little better in King Kong because you feel like oh we're in the jungle and it's sort of chaos and what's coming through those trees oh it's uh, it's Kong like it feels like you're on a safari like like the inability to see is a little more and you forgive it maybe but here this mm-hmm. feels a little more like you're supposed to understand and comprehend everything right because you're moving too I mean the, like the whole you know you're trying to go fast you're moving fast and fast and furious but like there's the sections where like you're kind of tangled in trees or vines on King Kong, you're kind of stationary. You're moving a little bit and like it's teasing that you're going to fall or whatever. But in general, like if you're just stationary and like stuff is happening on the screens around you, you can take that all in more versus yeah. the tram, which is not like a Transformers vehicle that reacts so um, well with screens or anything. The tram was not built for this. The tram is, yeah. is an old tram. It Big doesn't have lumbering. any cool effects to really give you like the illusion that you're have any G force going on. So that's why I feel like it just doesn't work as well. Well, and it Kong is a simpler story. The short, you know, three minute it and they they do a good job of splitting like, well, here's half of Kong fighting a dinosaur on this side of the screen, and then he literally climbs over the top and then he fights more on this side of the screen mm-hmm. but dominic toretto is not like if you sit on the one end of the tour you get a lot of the rock if you sit on the other side you get a lot of dom and letty and if you break yeah. it down even further the story is that they hook up two trucks without trailers on them and you're towed really fast like triple a yes. tows you uh and it's, this, and it's a towing it's the same <laughs> sorry i stepped all over that that's funny uh, uh <laughs> yeah it's like this and it's what i was saying before it's like the same effect as minions transformers spider-man all of those rides there's a hook that gets attached to your vehicle to make mm-hmm. you go only the difference is you're just you're on a much less exciting vehicle. It's an old tram and it just doesn't react at all real a little bit to the movements. So it's like, okay. And then and then to the you're to talking about seeing the characters, it's like Kong is giant. At the very least you get to see a giant monkey head on the screen. You're like squint you're like, I think that's dumb. I think that's the rock. I guess. And then I'm on a, a less good version of the universal dragging you through 
a screen yeah. trick. Well, and someone points out, because at one point that should be very cool, Dom jumps out of his car and onto the bottom of a helicopter. And at a lot of that point, he is the same size as the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the way they filmed this, they had the actors in front of green screens and then everything is CGI. And the CGI sets, the CGI city streets, everything is aging. Was it aging immediately? In 2015, yeah. it started, the clock started ticking on that it, PlayStation 4 quality. Yeah. Is there, I have not seen all the Fast and Furious movies. Is there one where, he, where Vin Diesel grows giant? <laughs> no, that no? would be cool. Is that on the table, though? To the I asked the producers of Fast and Furious, is Vin Diesel growing giant possible? Mid-jump. He jumps out of a car, and by the end of the jump, he's 70 feet tall fantastic yeah he'll be like uh, ant-man or something like just let's let's do it why not i'm gonna see if i can yeah. get a good loop just like a, a gif of the of him jumping onto that helicopter it's so weird the proportions change like crazy the frame rate i don't know is the is the frame rate of this 12 frames a second or 700 frames a second <laughs> it's something weird either way it goes back and forth between those two <laughs> constantly shifting I, uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot, all this is happening and like different cars, Letty runs, uh, Luke Evans's car off like the road, like off a freeway. The rock runs a car off the road with his big, like assault vehicle car. Yeah. A lot's happening. It's okay. It's not a bad idea for an experience. Cause like, no, it's, it's just like, this is not. It's probably very hard to render all this stuff, make it because like there's like a lot of angle tricks with the screen, and depending on which part of the car you're at, things look bigger and smaller. It's just there's so many variables for that experience. Like if it was just a VR thing, like with the basically the same premise and the same like track or whatever, I think it's probably much cooler. Like, right. If, I bet this looked like, good on somebody's headset. Like somebody, they, there must have been a test of this where you sat and did it and were like, holy shit. And then just once it moved to that tram <laughs> right. uh, and venue. stretched out and like the person in the front of the tram is like trying, peering back, trying to see it. And it doesn't really hold up as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, like I did Mario Kart VR in Japan, which I think they, they closed that place, right? By the time you were there, Scott? I, yeah, I didn't get to do it. Oh, they they've moved, since they, yeah, they were sued. <laughs> that company. Oh, oh. Um, but like Mario Kart is not as fast as Fast and Furious, but the Mario Kart VR was amazing. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. That, um, so cool. yeah, I can oh, imagine. I'm, I'm sorry, not the VR. The the Mario Kart Go Kart on the streets of Tokyo were sued by the Nintendo people. I believe. Oh, oh um. yes, yes. There was a, and I didn't do it, but we saw them. We saw them when we were in the like the video game district, essentially, like. The people on tours, like with Mario and Luigi hats, driving go karts around the city streets, which I was like, "That's cool," but also like seems dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> seems like not a good idea. No interest. In my uh, yeah, no, I didn't really want to do it. Although I guess maybe to review it, I should have. But hmm. yeah. Oh well. Uh, we'll Risk. review it when it Risk opens it. in Hollywood. <laughs> um. Uh, the. Yeah, I don't. You know, even as you're. You talked about the more simple story of Kong. Like, okay, take all of this backstory out, all of this stuff about, okay, but now Shaw heard the cell phone and the, like, 
once the ride part begins, the big screens, what is happening? Are they, <laughs> they're transporting us to keep the uh, witness safe? Is that it? Yeah, and they they <laughs> they take out Shaw and the bad guys, and then I think a bridge is out, and he yells, "Hit the nitrous!" And then mm-hmm. he screams, "Ride or die!" Which I believe is said in the movies pretty regularly. Right. I think not as often as family, <laughs> uh, but right. ride or die. And that's kind of cool. But uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little and uh, mention before I forget the ride ends with you landing in a warehouse full of shipping containers. <laughs> that's the exciting <laughs> end. You just sit a there. CGI for a while. warehouse. Everything is CGI because they did the actors in front of green screens and then they, they did it all CGI and everyone was just like, what? What is this? It's a, it's and an it, abrupt ending too. Like yeah. is this this that this part the big screen part is only ninety seconds. So you're kind of like what mm-hmm. already? Yeah, it feels very short. I don't. Do we know how long the Kong part of the tram tour is? Yeah, it feels that. longer, but it might not be that much longer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is disorienting b- for sure. And mm-hmm. it's all of a sudden, yeah, you're in a CGI warehouse. You're also getting. I don't know where. What, Jason, where would you plus it up? Where would you prefer? They land. I don't, I, I think just the premise in general, like it really, it toes the line between like, this is a movie making experience and like these characters are real. You live in this world now. Dominic Toretto is real. And mm-hmm. if you keep it simple, you can get away with that. Like Universal got away with like Ghostbusters are real once you enter this building in Florida, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. I have a, pl- I have a plus up. It's, they still land in the CGI uh, warehouse. But then two of the cars start dancing. Dancing to Gasolina? Have the party! Have the party going on in the warehouse. Yeah. Like at the the end of Minion Mayhem. There's a part, there's a big adoption party. Well, here's a... Yes. Here's the whole thing that not to, uh, I don't want to jump on what you're going to say about Orlando, but they push this even harder in Orlando. The, The plot is more... There's a party to get to. Oh, but wait, a bunch of stuff's happening in Shaw and all this. Um, so weird that the whole thing is about, okay, so there's a party and you're en route to the party. And when you see the party bus, it's going to be great because of the party lights. So get ready. And then soon you'll be at the party. Oh, a distraction. It's going to take us away from the party. And then where's the party? <laughs> there's no party. We forget about the party entirely. Is the party the gift shop? There's no you payoff to the this party. No, the gift shop is a supply store. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no party. And it's the, the fireworks which, factory all over again. Are we going to get to <laughs> Toretto's party? Um, is the party the dancing at the beginning? Was that? Do we zoom past the party and then there isn't a, another party at the end? Oh, that must be it, right? That, would, I, that I was the party? I think that's the party. All right, that this must is, be the, yeah, that must be the party. This is a good transition into Orlando mm. uh, because Orlando takes place in the San Francisco section of the park. Never mind the fact that the CGI streets in the ride are clearly the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, uh, ignore that. Town LA. Yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah. Uh, so this in in Florida, this ride replaced disaster. Uh, major motion picture ride dot 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 starring you and of course Beetlejuice's <laughs> graveyard review so right. in this house we are we already have a grudge going against this ride um, mm. and so uh, you go in through the streets of San Francisco and there's a lot of cars there's like cool cars everywhere 
and you go in through like a big brick building, big brick front. There's cool cars, and then you're in a garage. A uh, lot of garage cues. Um, mm-hmm. Look, the cars are cool, but um, these cues are just empty rooms. They put barrels and tires in, and some cars. <laughs> like it's yes, and the uh, building itself is just a brick building with a fence. Yes, it's like the one of the worst facades of right. an attraction, and and not like. Rise of the Resistance, they do in such a way where it's like, there's no big, here's, here's a Rise of the Resistance. It's like, oh, is this a ride? And, and you know, like, you're, you're subtly navigating through this little forest thing. You could do that, or you could just have just a building. I, it's, God, it's Well, so... I think they wanted to keep the facade that looks like the chocolate company I always say the wrong pronunciation of. Uh, from San Francisco. Yeah, Ghirardelli. Oh, it's that um, building? It used to be a Ghirardelli? Yeah, it's kind of that. It's just a replica of, like, the headquarters in San Francisco, the, the front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I guess the pre-show money went to, like, the Q money went to the, the two different pre-show rooms. Uh, right. Where, where you are met by Pat and Jamie, uh, gender-neutral team members who are, uh, help the crew. And uh, I, I heard a rumor that uh, these team members are pulled... Not from the entertainment division where actors are staffed, but from the operations division. And that would explain why um, they are often stiff, even by theme park standards. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's interesting to me, though, that they were like, well, we got to make some changes, you know, because it's going to be bigger. And they were like, more (laughs) pre-shows. More pre-shows. We got Pat and Jamie who talk to Ludacris and Jordana Brewster. Mm-hmm. And 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 then <laughs> clearly they didn't want to just reuse the footage of uh, uh they didn't Vin Diesel and the Rock show up as like waveform phone calls, but uh, <laughs> Ludacris and Jordana Brewster are like shot as it. I keep saying like it was shot on an iPhone, but they are shot like they are FaceTiming in, and they deliver the lines with the breaks for the cast member to say like, "What should we do next, Tej? Okay, Pat, listen." I got party buses coming. Because uh, that's a big difference from Orlando. The vehicle yes. is not a tram. It's not the tram. It's a party bus. Now, this I love. This is my only thing I love is that it's a party bus. There's no other ride yeah. you're in that's a party bus before. Like, so I like show. this idea. I, I, I'm pleased with this. It's kind of good. It shows up flashing colors, kind of neon. Yes. That's kinda, good. I like the vehicle. Yeah. You yeah, like the party um, bus, and yeah, and uh, we like the party bus. We like we, we like, like the, the party bus. bus. We like we the party like bus. The party bus. We did not again. Scott and I did not go on this. Yeah, Jason is the only one who went on it. It was a packed I, day at Universal. We all had things to do, and we both made the decision. Doesn't seem like it's worth it, does it? Well, I had. I only had to get back to Cabana Bay. Uh, Scott, well, did you, you have, yeah, I was yeah. staying on property at that point. Uh, so I literally, this was the last thing I did before flying back to Los Angeles. I did this ride. I ate up a, a, a solid pizza at that pizza place in city walk. Then mm-hmm. I went back to the hotel and got my luggage and then got in a lift. And that was, I was just like shaking my head, eating that pizza. I was like the last ride I did was super char. Oh man. What was that? <laughs> thinking uh 
Yeah, so that was a more the lift ride was probably a better ride. <laughs> than more that. immersive, more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, Jason has the first hand experience, but from watching the video, I yes, the party bus is good. Yeah. I, I like it. And probably and you can also, see more than the tram because you don't have another thing right in front of you. Right. It's a little more tooled for the experience. Mm. Well, and you know what? What is much clearer in Orlando, um, just how many times in the Orlando experience they say family. Because they say family <laughs> yes. a lot in these movies, but the movies are two hours long. And so it's kind of distributed. The Orlando experience is like under 10 minutes. So when you hear like, our family will protect you. You're part of our family now. And don't worry, our whole family's got looking out for your back. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it almost it, seems like they're making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're saying like, we're, you think we're family? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. On, on uh, that note about the repetition of family, I have a, a clip from the opening of this attraction, which had pretty... <laughs> High penetration of the, the cast. It is a remarkable amount of, of the cast. Ludacris is there, and uh, and Tyrese, and uh, Jordana Brewster, and then, but the, it all builds up to a stunt car arrival of, of Vin Diesel, um, who then, once he gets on stage, uh, just, I, what I don't have is the first part, you know, there's the theme parky thing of, uh, hang, I, I, I can't hear you, and then, you know, saying it a second, so this is He's already said this once, and then he, this is his second escalated time to really uh, pump up the crowd. Who wants to be a part of the Fast family? Who wants to be part of the Fast and Furious family? Pretty addictive, honestly. Be- I was kind of that, that was that's been rattling in my head for twenty four hours. I- <laughs> I think he also yells, uh, I, I wrote this quote down, I, uh, then he yells, who wants to see this ride? I don't know why he chose to deliver those lines like Eric Andre. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. I knew That's it was what like it something comedy. Absolute God, yeah. yes. He is, Let me in! He's uh, earnestly doing Eric Andre insanity, and he doesn't realize yeah. it's insane. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what is That's that crazy. voice? It was driving me crazy. Also, I'm staring at the thumbnail of this, and he, you know, it's, it's the cool chain link fence aesthetic and the warehouse, and uh, this, so there's just signs around, and one of the signs says, thank you for not littering. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> hey, fam, don't litter. Family doesn't do that. Family don't um, litter. Does not do that. The opening of the Hollywood one had, like, a, a car doing a stunt, like, jumping through a, you know, a big mm. sign. Uh, I also saw some B-roll of like the Hollywood opening where you got to see a real Hollywood experience of like a famous person being escorted away by like a well-dressed handler saying, thanks guys to the assembled crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever been to a premiere or a real Hollywood event, you've seen a famous person being surrounded by a, reasonably nicely dressed minder going thanks guys 
that's we're out of time we gotta go <laughs> yes uh folks are getting uh, you away from like a some red carpet guy like hey what's up i'm movie junkie and <laughs> 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 so you have you have 45 seconds wrap it up all right all right movie yeah. junkie. come on <laughs> stop this now that's it you all just, right you said um the entire time you were just he nervous gets, to meet him you said nothing in the, the 45 first, seconds sign the first 10 eight by tens we're not going to do another 10 okay let's keep moving all right moving along <laughs> Thanks guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks guys. Thanks guys is thanks guys is I feel like it it applies to a lot of different Hollywood job. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. Thanks, thanks guys. That was fun. Switch okay. it up agents. Thanks folks. We're not we're cutting back on guys. Mm -hmm. Come on. I'm trying Anyone to think when we were folk. at the Jurassic Jurassic World premiere for the ride, did we hear any thanks guys? We would have if uh, we tried to talk to anyone. Yeah I, I, talk, yeah, I guess you're right. We didn't talk to anybody. Maybe uh, when we tried to have too many drinks, somebody was like, hey, thanks, guys. Uh, we, when, I think when we tried to go upstairs, they're like, sorry, guys. Uh, wrong lantern. Sorry, you got to stay. You got to eat down here. Oh, that's sorry. right. There is a VIP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like this yeah, ride. Sorry. We're all VIPs. Right. We're sorry. Yeah. I think we hear sorry, guys, a lot more. <laughs> <And> thank you. <laughs> sorry. Guys. We sorry, nothing guys. to be thanked I, for. <laughs> So what's your podcast about? Yeah. Oh, well, it's about theme parks. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you three are not family. You're trash. Uh, get, get the hell out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, um, we're going to try to get more thank yous this year than sorries. Right. We're going to do it. Um, I, there's another thing about, Jason, about when, the, when Ludacris uh, calls in that he, because then in the ride, okay, so uh, maybe something we haven't said is that um, you know, the tram tour, there's monitors on the trams for all the, the myriad of other things you do on the trams. So they have to play clips of the characters. Like, they do some expositional stuff, and then when the ride's over, they cut to, you know, Vin and The Rock, and they all say, hey, thanks for being part of our crew. So that same thing happens on the party bus. But So it's a mix of stuff that they shot for the tour one wh where, yes. like, okay, so it shifts between... When the ride's over and the Busta Rhymes song is playing, then you get Ludacris, who is being filmed on a pre-Zoom, you know, there's like scan lines and either like an interface. But then you've got, uh, you know, Vin and Tyrese and The Rock all leaning up against like a, are they just in a golf cart? What are they? They're just like on a studio lot. It's just like yeah, junket style. Yeah. That Who's was filming out them? on the back lot. Yeah. They have a tripod. Yeah, all right, so Hobbs is talking to you with like a junket crew he brought, but Ludacris is talking to you via like a secret uh, pirate radio, pirate video channel. He's the computer guy in the crew. He's the computer guy. That's how they communicate oh, it. He hacks. That's yeah. I He's see. Yeah. Um, is, is there a making of to know exactly who was in the room where, even in the pre-show and this, and like when it was shot, and was this shot a year later, or was it all shot when Hollywood happened? Or I'm always I'm always curious about that type of thing. It apparently later. was Orlando and Hollywood were working on it together, like it right. was simultaneously being uh, worked on. Did anyone see? Uh, there was somebody had pointed out that the Rock, uh, the Rock endorsed. Uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, which uh, I think is his first political thing he's done since showing up at like the Republican National Convention in 2000. Oh boy, really? Uh, <laughs> uh, but whatever. Okay, all right. He's uh, um, but he endorsed Biden uh, and Harris, 
And then somebody pointed out, hey, did you notice he's wearing the exact same shirt that's in, in the exact same spot as when he inducted pro wrestler Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame? <laughs> so he was he was getting like he was getting a bunch of videos done at the same point. <laughs> and he did he did them like run after the other, I assume, because same shirt, same location, and he endorsed uh, the president uh, elect Joe Biden, and then he also said that Mr. Ken Shamrock was worthy of his Hall of Fame induction. Uh, so right. I, What's I, this I, one for? Uh, Biden, Harris, Shamrock, Terramata, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, it knocks them all out. So I wonder if like one of these things was like Rock just had to knock this out. Uh, like a pre- I got to knock out a pre-show thing for uh, for uh, Universal. Then he does some sort of political thing. Then he does uh, cuts a promo on uh you know roman reigns or something i mean to some extent but of course they did all have to like swing around on rods and sandbags that's one thing as for as much as you make fun of how vin diesel looks on the digital helicopter where he grows 70 feet when you you see him do the stunt in a green screen void it's really impressive like this is true this is a real stunt manny stunt and vin diesel's doing it uh like why does the behind the scenes look so much better because there's no bizarre like spatial shift going on, and I can see it. I mean, it's not like it's not blurry, and I'm not like peering over somebody's head. Watch the behind the scenes. The behind the scenes is better than the ride. It's cool, yeah. And I I think in the movies too, like they certainly use CGI. I mean, the 2000s one. It's very funny when they show like the sequence of like the night hit the nitrate and they go through the engine. It's perfect. The logo in the original one. Uh, at the very top it's amazing like you can just see the evolution of filmmaking i think the second one is actually pretty bad with rough cgi but i feel like tokyo drift is mostly practical stuff and there are a lot of practical stunts in this movie that's why the cgi-ness is so odd yeah yeah which this like i've got a kind of a bigger point here about the weird like what what makes this not work and why this is like you know it's certainly in the running for worst screen ride. And for as much as we went on and on about the Fallon ride, that almost felt like more in its construction than in the, in the premise and then in the like technical side of it. And I think the technical side is just rough on this, uh, on this ride. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about how, okay, so it does pay off. Here's all your favorite characters and you're going on an adventure with them. But, in the Back to the Future ride, you aren't following Marty and Doc around. It's not about Marty on a hoverboard and you're following him. And Star Tours is not about, like, chasing a flying Darth Vader around. Like, more of them show up in the... Characters show up a little bit in the, the Adventures Continued in the new one. But, like, when do characters show up? Is holograms, mainly. Or in Back to the Future, they're on little screens. And which they do that conceit on this thing uh, um like that's i don't know like when you're trying to fit your characters into things it's been done so much more successfully as here's a little console camera they're popping up on the second monitor on, in some side way um rather than like here is vin and the rest of it has to be digital so it has to be a real digital looking vin um i think that's sort of the problem and there's you can yeah. tell why i think there was some pre version of back to the future where it was like docs in a flying machine like some big umbrella like old-timey pre-wright brothers machine and i think it looked really silly and they bailed on it and you're just doing a, a delorean and i think 
Fast and Furious shows you why. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was. I think it only works with the characters in like a type of ride like this on The Simpsons because they're already cartoons. Yes. You know, yeah. Like that's the only. Because other than that, if you're going, if you're on a, some sort of ride that's supposed to be very fast, or obviously Transformers because they're giant and it's totally a different like type of screen ride. But yeah, like if it's humans, it's like you're not really getting much whizzing by tiny versions of the characters you like. That's what when it's I was not, trying to when Erin was trying to remember if she'd been on this or not. She was like, "Is that the one where you go by all the tiny people?" <laughs> That's how it existed in her brain, and I don't blame her. When you think about King Kong, which we're not huge fans of, but we all agree it works better. You've got weird scale issues, like you're saying with Optimus Prime. Like if if the scale ever looks weird, it's because you're looking at fantastic beings and you don't know how tall they're supposed to look. But I do know yeah. that the uh, that Vin Diesel is I don't know is he short? Maybe he's short. Uh, uh, I know that Vin Diesel is somewhere between five and seven feet. So when suddenly he's <laughs> seventy, I know that that's not right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, I there's probably like using the Spider Man Transformers system. There's a version where you like the, the humans look better because like spider-man is obviously the, the proportions are crazy but it's all pretty consistent feeling whether it is or not it just feels consistent in my mind the characters are all big but like your brain automatically gets used to like okay all the human characters are this big and it's something you don't even really think about like he mm-hmm. jumps on the hood my memory is like now that i'm thinking about it is like he, spider-man is seven feet tall oh, and right. like seven feet wide but it doesn't, it doesn't it's not something yeah you're thinking about because i think because the scale stays pretty similar the whole time yeah yeah but yeah um, you that's that you get face to face with the characters which is of course what i like with transformers and stuff is you get little personal moments and then you get action adventure things here it's just like you're trying to figure out what's going on if dom were to like grab the the rungs of the tram tour or of the ride vehicle and like lean into the car and like be like hey you and then he points and like he's like you're my family and then he goes you. and does it that's a little bit more what what i think people would want they get a little more face time with vin with if dom he grabbed yeah. the sides of the tram and rattled them and screamed in your face who wants to be part of fancy first problem yeah that exactly i think then you're at least you if you can't see the action if it's a little blurry you at least go well it was fun when he rattled our <laughs> rattled the vehicle uh i i have one more thing from florida that i i went back into my notes from over a year ago <laughs> because i was like wait there was something in the line that struck me as like oh that's not great uh and it's Right before you get to the room where you get on the party bus, inevitably there is like a, you know, a curvy ramp up to get to the room and it's Mm -hmm. kind of unadorned. Maybe there's one or two colored lights, but they were blasting a song and I was like, what is that song? What? I cannot place it. And then I immediately um, knew what it was because they said the name and it went turned down for what? And I was like, oh my God, like. And that's kind of a thing, you know, I went back and looked at some of the soundtracks for these movies and there's some forgotten songs on there, but I was just like, this is how you're building up people getting psyched, like a 2009 song on this like (laughs) giant expensive ride is turned down for what in an empty hallway. 
Like that's kind you, of grim. <laughs> you're more of a yeah. We know you don't like turn down for what, but you love Opa Gangnam style still. I well, I do so, like that. And the Harlem Shake. I wish they had done the Harlem Shake because then we well would have just flopped around uh, right. in the hallway. <laughs> uh, I like tur- turn down for what belongs in the category of those songs. I feel. Yeah, I I think it does. I I thought it was just like I had not thought about turned out for what in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, it it was kind of a big. Uh, a big like right before you get on the ride uh, right. moment. But, Has anyone um, done a? Uh, it's been a couple of days now. Has anybody done like using the C-SPAN cameras, like the stationary cameras in the in the Congress building? Has anybody done uh, the Harlem Shake, where it's the footage of this, just the senators like about to vote, and then there's the jump cut, and there's a bunch of people in fur coats vaping. Like, you do the jump cut to the post-invasion. <laughs> Has anyone done that? Yeah. <laughs> no. It might, maybe it's well, happened. That might be... If, I, I it's the future say. for us. It might, this might be storming Twitter as we speak. It's very possible. Uh, so, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Someone's, Everything someone's exists. trying to Every, get it. So- someone's trying to get an invite to a TikTok house. <laughs> <laughs> The dr- oh, uh, dream. Is the dr- oh, were those the uh, the tip tick tick tock houses? Were they having the parties on New Year's? The yeah, parties? Drip Crib and Hype House. And oh, I know, drove. I love really Drip sad. Crib. I heard yeah. about Drip Crib, <laughs> and I'm very excited about Drip Crib. I don't like what they were up to, but I I like the concept of the Drip Crib. Sure, um, but anyway, you could you could could we rename the you know because everybody you guys like varying degrees of little splashiness in the in the Splash Mountain logs. Could you re? Hmm. Do you want to? Think of those instead as drip cribs. They're not logs, <laughs> they're drip cribs. I like the idea of that. Yeah, I think that yeah. you could certainly... Okay, wait, 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 wait. The real hack at Disneyland or Disney World is you go on Splash Mountain alone, you see if you can get the log alone somehow, and then you lie down like a baby in the <laughs> log. It's going to be hard because of the seats, but it'll be like you can kind of lie, lie on the side on the Disneyland one because the... <laughs> Seats are sort of in the middle, and you lie down on it, and then you get the splashes all over your body, and that's called a drip crib. That's a drip crib. If you yeah. yeah, if you duck under the whole thing, do the entire thing curled in a fetal position. Yes, exactly. And you bring your little blankie, and we then it drip gets soaked. And- uh, so yeah, uh, Jason. I mean, Jason will love that. I, I'm not a huge oh. fan of getting soaked, but Jason. Loves all aspects of his body getting soaked on a rise. Sleep like a baby. Look, if you if you toss water on me when I'm sleeping, I'm going. I'm. That's how you activate the deep REM. That's how you that's the lucid the, yeah, dreaming starts. <laughs> <laughs> the REM, yeah, the REM gets activated when Jason gets soaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice soaky sleep. Nice. Oh, what a wet, sleep. nice wet sleep for oh, Jason. <laughs> turn him over, turn him over. He's gonna drown again. Turn him over. Uh, <laughs> He's the, having a nightmare uh, about stiff brownies. Stiff? No, <laughs> I wish I would put some more water in that brownie batter. No, they a stiff brownie needs a, a trip. A trip to the drip crib. Drip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, we should also mention this ride was closed from August 8th to November 21st, 2020, when Universal scaled back operations due to low crowds uh, yeah, from this was the their, coronavirus. Um, this was their Stitch's Great Escape? This is the one where we don't have to bother to run? This they new- did this, Barney, uh, uh, Poseidon's Fury, oh, uh, and fair. I think there was a fourth. Mm. 
Hmm. Um, wow. Jeez. So this is already on their shit list. And like we said, I, it seems like this has to have been... This was the point where, you know, I think theme park nerds were saying five years before this, too many screens. This was the point, I think, where more casual people were starting to say, all right. It actually was what some of them were starting to say was, my eyes hurt. I can't go yeah. on any more of these screen rides. <laughs> um, and now we're getting Nintendo, which is not uh, that. There's, yeah, there's elements, but yeah, no, there's practical stuff. I, it is funny, the difference between that... The two different ways you would say it, depending on what kind of a person you are, that mean the same thing to a universal employee, which is we come up to universal employee and go, have you noticed that the same screen tricks are being utilized in Jimmy Fallon's Simpsons, uh, uh, Minion Mayhem? And then the other person is going like, yeah, it's blurry. It's blurry and I didn't like it. <laughs> and that really conveys the same thing. It's the same thing. They both land on they both land at the same conclusion of like, ah, we fucked up with this Fast and the Furious ride. Yeah. Yeah. So, same deal. The point is the chorus grew. I think you maybe you needed it to get this bad for things to change. Um we, Yeah, but hey, I got a cute picture with Wax Vin Diesel that you can <laughs> really put your hands on uh in that gift shop. They encourage um, you to touch the wax Vin Diesel, yes. Yeah, and 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 also I encourage strangers like, hey man, hey, could you could you hold my phone? Could you take a picture? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my friends have all fleed the state, um, but I need. He told me I was part of his family, and I really want a picture to remember that. So I want to commemorate this sweet moment. Yeah, <laughs> you need pictures with your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I realize also like family. Do they? It's like very all like an Olive Garden thing with the family. Like when you hear your family, it's the whole Olive Garden. Like they they keep pushing that, and it's the same thing with Fast and Furious. When you hear your family, <laughs> has he done a Olive Garden commercial? <laughs> That's the well. They're sure. gonna. They can't be subtle about getting people back into these restaurants when it's safe to do so. They're going to have to yell about it, and who better to yell than Vin Diesel? <laughs> than Vin Diesel. That uh, that brings up a good point because I. Was not certain, like the character Dominic Toretto. I googled what ethnicity is Dominic Toretto because mm. he's he he's always talking about family. He's always mm. barbecuing forever. He like the the it's in L.A. But uh, and they're always drinking Coronas. Dom always is giving people Corona, and I was just like, mm -hmm. I have no I well, I am not. And it seems like it wasn't until. The, there's a line in the Fate of the Furious, the most recent one. Um, Dom says the Toretto's go back to Cuba, like our family comes from Cuba, and everyone was okay. like, "Oh, okay." Like, but <laughs> does everyone in the movie go, "Oh, okay, <laughs> really?" I, it seemed like on on message boards, people were going like, "Oh, we thought it was Dominican or Puerto Rico." Okay. Um, the uh, I also saw something that said Dom, uh, Vin Diesel doesn't. It's unsure of what Ethnicity's father was. Um, it doesn't. Never knew his father. Didn't know his father. Oh man! So I was hoping you were going to say Olive Garden Italian. Was what You'd think <laughs> I thought Italian at first because I'm like, God damn, this guy's talking about family a lot. Um, <laughs> so he didn't. He didn't know his family. He, he, he didn't knew grow up with a full family. <laughs> He knew his mother. I mean, he knew his mother, but I, I think there, it is in question, um, some of the lineage. Hmm. Um, well, hmm. I want to post that you have, obviously you have that you and Vin uh, wax figure framed at your desk, I assume, Jason? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, po- we'll post that. You'll get to see that. Um, and uh, that's the best thing that's, that came out of this ride, I feel like. Yeah. I think so, because it's the <laughs> memories you, oh, you keep. And we got a koozie. We got a koozie for uh, our fan who went to the Chicago show and the Orlando show. We gave him a koozie. Oh, right. Right. oh yeah. Um, Family. So that's good, too. That, so those are the two yeah. things. It inspired yeah, great I'm, koozies. Coo- great koozies. Uh, look, I, I, it, we've heard a lot. I don't know if Epic Universe is happening. I think it probably isn't. That would be my guess. That's the what I've heard, but I, there's nothing official. But it, I don't know why Fast and Furious wouldn't be on their plans to do it right. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. come oh, on. You build a rest. You build, like, the Toretto house where they're always barbecuing? And, like, that's a oh, restaurant? I yeah, Of course. Yeah. Like a kind of fun backyard barbecue type restaurant. Like this could have could easily slot into one of the Epic Universe, which is if you don't know the third Universal Park that they were going to build before the pandemic. Uh and but get rid of you could get rid of uh Beast Fantastic Beasts or How to Train Your Dragon Land, put in a Fast and Furious land, do the barbecue restaurant, do that Cars Land big expansive ride. Where like a robot Vin Diesel comes up to your car and says something nice, where he's just yeah. nice to you, and then you go on a little race, and then you can put on uh, I don't know another. There's got to be a different, maybe a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff ride of some kind. You know, I th- yeah. I think these movies are too popular not to to do something else. That's my um, feeling. It's well, it's a little. It'd be cheaper for them. They just gotta buy like a mile of chain link fence. <laughs> that I guess is the aesthetic. Um so yeah, uh whatever look, they uh, nothing's happening for a while. So I guess nothing's going to get built. So nothing's happening. I guess it's not hey, too big of a problem, but can't have too much ho- a little Hobbs and Shaw goes a long way. That movie made half as much as the uh Fast and Furious one did. Really? So that was less oh, I didn't know Well, that. that was less family. That was like hanging out with your two uncles. They didn't have the whole family. <laughs> Because uh, Johnson and Diesel don't get along, so they're right. they're, they're replacing uh, Johnson with Cena <laughs> as right, Dom's right. younger brother Jacob. That was right. revealed in the trail. A lot of stuff revealed in the Fast Nine trailer. A lot mm. of cool uh, reveals. So, so maybe when you they, say it made half. It still made seven hundred million dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. seven fifty as opposed to one one point five one point five billion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Well, either way, so, maybe even more exciting than this ride or in, in a new land. I, I mean, maybe the real detraction would be some, you know, uh, um, ancestry experience somewhere you like you you give you really do give a blood sample to somebody <laughs> in the warehouse and then you get and then you wait around for 10 minutes for results kind of nervously. And then it comes back and like, well, it came back. Guess what? Your family. <laughs> oh, every time it comes back that way. Yes, no matter what. Yeah. They still like run you through the motions. And maybe they kind of like, they, they come out like, whoever it is walks out just like, I don't know. <laughs> Not looking good. And um, it, it, you start to ask like, so Jordana Brewster and Vin Diesel are brother and sister. Like, I don't, I can't. They don't look super li- like a hey, family. Don't worry about out. it. It's family. Salute. What? <laughs> What if it's like the exact same two pre-show rooms on Avatar Flight of Passage and they're like scanning you to see if you're family? 
<laughs> Move around a little bit. Move around. Move around some more. <laughs> all right. Your family. <laughs> Guess what? You're all family. <laughs> um, Rocket Raccoon should tell no us Ryan. we're family. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon should tell us we're family on Guardians. Yeah. Just be we, you let people say you love uh, his friends and you're, he's proud of you. I, yeah. Well, we, every ride should, you should be told that you're part of the family. Right. And then we are family should play on the, one of the ride, uh, one of the ride sequences. Beautiful. Well, we yeah. fixed not only this ride, but every ride. Every ride. Um, and I, you know, this should be where I just end it uh, normally with the phrase that I say. But I think, I think in this case, we got to end it the way that the ride ends it. Uh, and okay, so guys, I guess with that. You survived podcast the ride. And let me tell you, you were lucky that you were riding with this crew. Because the bigger the family, the stronger it is. And if you want to get wild and act the fool, because the party is now and the party is here, then join our family if by subscribing for $5 a month at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. We roll like... Patreon subscribers. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, Dog. please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe Dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dog. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.